Welcome to the Vancouver Boys Podcast. The Vancouver Boys are the most entertaining sports cast in British Columbia. Steve Dangle here. I love the Vancouver Boys. It's the Vancouver Boys Podcast. Woo! Hey, welcome back to episode 48 of the Vancouver Boys Podcast. My name is Jake Jude, and I will be your host this week. As always, I'm joined by Marcus Keller. How's it going, everybody? And Tyler Erlinson. Hey, how's it going? But this week, we have a special guest. This week, please welcome to the show, friend of the show, yeah, Canucks Access. How's it going, buddy? Hey, good, good. Thanks for having me. Yeah, welcome back, man. We thought it would be a good idea to bring it back on the show uh, just before the trade deadline so we can get a bit of a look into uh, what's going to happen for the Canucks um, just before the trade deadline. However, uh, let's not get ahead of ourselves. Let's not get into that just quite yet because, of course, Tyler, you're on the road, man. Where are you and how's the weather? I am in Nanaimo still. The weather uh, is probably the same that you guys have. Uh, a little chilly, a little rainy, but uh, other than that, not too bad, not too bad. Well, we hope to have you back in studio soon, but until then, sounds great. <laughs> Nanaimo sounds like heaven. Yeah, something like that. Said no one ever. <laughs> All right, let's 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 cut right to the chase. Uh, please, Marcus, take it away with this week's fake sponsor. All right, let's not waste too much of Canucks Access's time. We'll get through this short and quick. Just to remind our listeners that the fake sponsor of the week is only a placeholder for a real sponsor, which we think we might be able to get someday. This week's episode of the Vancouver Boys Podcast is brought to you by Vancouver Gas Prices. Much like the Leafs goalie tandem, it wasn't that bad a few weeks ago, but times have changed. Vancouver Gas Prices. It's this or rent. Oh, man. <laughs> oh. Oh, That's my brilliant. I, I am a smart person. <laughs> okay. Yeah, big, big numbers guy. Big stats guy. Big Big numbers guy, but I cannot keep track of these gas prices. They're just mental. Yeah. I think it was like two fifteen the other day. Oh yeah. Jesus, man. Anyway, painful. It's gonna hurt putting premium in, that's for sure. Oh man. That is something I hope I never have to do. (laughs) Well, I mean, I wouldn't mind having that problem, having a car that requires that gas, but I guess. Yeah, it implies you're driving like a Corvette or something. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) Good problem to have, I guess. Sure. All right, let's uh, let's get straight to it. Of course, we're going to start this week's episode with uh, some Canucks news and a very special week because, of course, we're coming up to the trade deadline. Now, uh, let's let's get right to it. Canucks access. Uh, there has been quite a few names in the rumor mill, um, but none bigger than, of course, JT Miller. Uh, there's been plenty of talk around him specifically for weeks, if not months. Uh, do you think this player will get moved at the trade deadline? I don't think he will. I think if something were to happen, it probably would have happened already or like been close. It's been rumored that they want one big piece and the offers have been underwhelming, I guess. Have you heard? Yeah, kind the of- main offer that I've seen was that uh, Jeremy Swayman trade for JT Miller or whatever. And that was kind of a joke. Like the last thing the Canucks need is another goalie. Have you heard any other trade propositions for JT Miller? Okay. The Rangers' offer was Niels Lundqvist, Vitaly Kravtsov, and a first, I believe. That was really the only offer and kind of leaked, I guess. In your opinion, because I, I mean, I'm sure we're both a bit biased, but I'm very biased. So, did did you <laughs> think that that would have been a fair return? I don't, I don't think so. For, I mean, a guy who's, I don't know if he's top ten scoring anymore, but he was. I think you have to get a little bit more than that. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, especially because of that return they got, or that Calgary got for Toffoli. 
you think that you'd yeah, be exactly. able to get way more for Miller. Exactly. So I guess with, with the biggest piece, obviously, being JT Miller coming into the trade deadline, it leads me to this question. If they don't move him, does that automatically signify that there are buyers at the deadline? If they don't move Miller? Yeah. Are they buyers? I don't think so. I don't really see there any way possible that they can be buyers, I guess. With the cap situation and Halak's not moving is no move clause or whatever. So I don't see really a way that they can be buyers without money in, money out, I guess. Mm-hmm. I think we just need to start shopping Tyler Myers and uh, and maybe getting rid of some of these bigger contracts. I've been saying forever that I think, Pearson, we need to offload this guy. To, to me, he doesn't do enough offensively to make up for his contract, yet apparently there has been minimal interest in him. Mm-hmm. If we can get yeah. rid of him without having to give something up, mm-hmm. I think it's worth it just for the cap space alone. Yeah. Do you think that there's a reality where they could package Pearson with another player that has been in the rumor mill, um, a player that I'm sure we'll get to in a minute here, such as Brock Besser, uh, to have that kind of like that talent equal trade that they're looking for right now? I think with like the assets that the Canucks have right now, I don't think you can afford to put Pearson in a deal with a guy like Besser. I know you need to shed the cap, but like you're when you're trading a guy like Besser, I think you need the biggest return possible, if, if that makes sense. Okay, well, a biggest turn, return possible can mean two things, kind of, right? Like it can mean, okay, you're looking for a quantity of assets, you're looking for picks and prospects. Or it can be a quality of of return, right? Where you have like a big one-for-one trade, a la Seth Jones for Ryan Johansson or uh, countless one-for-one trades we've had over the years. So for me, that just kind of brings me to to, to the point of, again, which direction do you think they would go in with a player like Besser? I think they're going to, I think they, because Rutherford has said like a million times, they want to get picks. So I I think if Besser's traded, I think a first-round pick would have to be in it my opinion yeah that makes sense i mean when, when you look at the depth in this team beyond the nhl level there really isn't a whole lot there to talk about i mean yeah. there's there's klimovich and abbotsford uh other guys in abbotsford include rathbone rathbone that's a good one lockwood yeah lockwood that's that's another decent one patan uh patan i don't know absolutely if, not yeah, <laughs> that's, that's a bit on the edge i don't know i was gonna reach in i guess yeah but either way the point is this is definitely isn't a very deep organization beyond the NHL level. Mm. You could argue it's not deep at yeah. the NHL level. So <laughs> I, I can totally see why the yeah. GM wants to be supplementing that with just pieces that can be better. Yeah. You would have been better off saying D Giuseppe. I just <laughs> I refuse to believe that guy's anything more than a fringe AHLer. <laughs> He gets called up sometimes. He doesn't play, but he gets called yeah, up. Like, when when was the last time you played in the NHL? All the time. It's like every other day. It's like, oh, Dean Giuseppe got called up. Ah, he got sent yeah. back down. Yeah, he got he, called up, healthy, scratched, and then sent back down to the minors. <laughs> yes. Yeah. It's a lot easier for them to do that now that their team's 45 minutes down the road. Yeah, which I love. I'm so yeah. glad they did that. Okay, well, let's keep the train rolling. Um, of course, the rumor mill has just been pounding out uh, names of players that have been on the trade block. None more surprising to me than I think Garland. You know, obviously, they just got this guy last offseason. I think he's had a pretty fair season. You know, he's been more than, I think, advertised, but obviously not not a ton more. Um, but comes up uh, in, in trade rumors. I don't get it at all. Uh, one, I, could, I, can't, I can't give you it. I can't. I I don't get it at all. I don't see why you'd why you move him. 
Yeah, I mean, he's on a great contract. He's locked up through his prime. And to be honest with you, I almost feel bad for the guy because he seems to be getting saddled with some of our worst players mm-hmm. all the time. Because yeah. a, a while ago we had, you know, the fourth line really connected and found a lot of chemistry. So we've really enjoyed watching them. Horvat's been playing better lately. Pedersen's been playing well, but he's been on a line with Hoaglander and uh, Pod Colson a lot. Um, yeah. But Garland seems to just get saddled with the leftovers all the time. I feel like there was he's a game been with Dickinson a lot. Yeah, Dickinson as well. I feel like Dickinson is. I, I would rather trade Dickinson than Garland, though. I feel like Garland could be so oh, yeah. much for this team if they just put him on a decent line. What does yeah. a decent line look like in Vancouver, though? That includes Garland. You you throw him on Horvat's wing, right? You I've we've seen him on Pedersen's wing sometimes, and he looks good there. His biggest thing is his board battles. The guy does not lose a board battle. Yeah. And he's crafty. But you put him on any line. Like, that's why I think he's perfect for Pedersen. Is because Pedersen couldn't win a board battle if his life depended on it. So I think you throw a guy like Garland on Pedersen's wing. He digs the puck out and throws it to Pedersen in the middle. That, to me, that that's a match made in heaven. On paper, yeah. I think you're right. But unfortunately, I don't know if you remember those stories that came out in November where P- Pedersen refused to play with Garland. All right, I have a solution to this. Can't wait. It involves bringing over Patrick Laine and... Oh, this stupid trade again. Dude, it's not happening. <laughs> this would be the biggest blockbuster of the decade. Go, go ahead, Tyler. Tell him what it is. Oh, no, I changed this one up. I, I want to bring in Voracek, too, because and we got to get rid of Dickinson. Right. Just, just, <laughs> just to make the cap even more of a headache to deal with. <laughs> so, what, so what are we sending away? All right. We're sending Tyler Myers... A first, Tanner Pearson and Brock Besser. For, for Warinsky, Line, and Voracek. Dude, this is so many pieces. I can't even keep. So, you, first of all, any Seven trade involving player. Tyler Myers and a first is just so bizarre to me. At the end of the day, though, like, it's not a ridiculous proposition. Like, maybe you could find some, some deal that works out there. But. Holy cow, what the hell? <laughs> <laughs> Tyler, are you running with your mic outside? <laughs> Go for a jog on? in the middle of the podcast? <laughs> no. <laughs> no, but I think, like, obviously that trade is ridiculous. But, like, it's not so far from being something that could get worked out. But it's just a matter of, like, both teams would need a massive overhaul on team culture for something like that to ever happen. Um, but, you know, obviously there's some players in there that maybe those teams would be looking at moving. And I think that includes Line A. Um, and that kind of brings me to the, the next kind of side of this conversation that I wanted to have with Access. And that's, who do you think this team would be would benefit the most from bringing into the organization? I know today... Uh, As we, a realistic trade target. Yeah. Because we're not, obviously we're not bringing in Connor McDavid. <laughs> yeah. Line A. Yeah, he would make a considerable impact. <laughs> but no, like, I mean, we've heard in, in the recent past, you know, Kapanen and Marino, they've been on on uh, on some news networks and they've been talking about those guys. But who else? And who are some of the other names that, that have been kind of circulating? Dante Fabro. Shut up. That has not happened once. <laughs> and it never will. Um, I'm... I'm a big Jake DeBrusque fan. I think because he's he's been rumored to be available for quite a while, right? And he wants out. Canucks have been around him for a while. He's shown like he's fast. He's shown the potential to. Didn't he? I'm pretty sure he had like a 25 uh, goal season. Okay. And he's shown 
flashes of going back to that potential. And I think he could be like, he could be, he could be really a good fit on Horvat's line if you do move someone in that top, top six, I guess. Yeah. I mean, obviously that conversation around Jake DeBrusque has been kind of building throughout the year. The problem there is that his stock has risen so much over the last yeah. few weeks, right? Like in, in Boston, he's just been a, a goal scoring machine recently. And um, of course it has to happen right before the trade deadline. So, of course, you know, he, he most likely will get moved in the offseason if he's not moved at the deadline. But, again, I don't know if the Canucks would be willing to give up the assets necessary for a player like that, especially considering what you said about Rutherford and the fact that he wants to continue to develop this team. He doesn't want to go for the cup right away and start adding pieces yeah. that are going to get them into, into their window. Mm-hmm. But I feel like DeBrusque is young enough, though, you know? Like, I think all, all the— 25. Yeah, he's 25, but like that also fits pretty closely with the core of this team, right? It's maybe on the older side a little bit, but you know, he's not like a veteran presence that we're adding to a cup roster or anything. DeBrus could be a part of the core of this team. He's young enough. Yeah, I still don't like it. I'm not taking nobody from Boston. Um, I guess we should probably kind of uh, bring things to a close here. It's been a lot of fun having you on and talking about the Canucks. It always is. But I guess the, the, the last question we wanted to throw at you is just, is the 2022 Vancouver Canucks a playoff team? No. You don't think so? <laughs> He's on my no. side. Uh, I think the, they can pull it off. No, no, it's... Sure, they're like they're getting back into the right. Like they keep winning their games, but teams around them are still winning. Like mm-hmm. you're not. I thought L.A. was gonna fall. They haven't yet. Mm-hmm. I think Vegas isn't missing. I don't see how Edmonton misses. I really don't. I don't know how they can miss with that team. I don't well, see. I've been watching them for the last seven that. years. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, they'll find a way. <laughs> yeah, but... <laughs> I think if there's any team that's going to fall out of there to allow for the Canucks to make it, it would be Edmonton. That being said, I've been saying this all season, and I've never wavered from this opinion. I don't think they're a playoff team. The Canucks, you mean? That's Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Right. Yeah. I could see the Preds missing. Yeah, okay, that wasn't the question. We didn't, we didn't bring that up. We were talking about the Canucks. Either way, I, I think, I guess a lot of it depends on the deadline, right? Because if they offload, like, Miller and, say, Mott... Yeah. You know, this is a very different looking team after that. So all bets are off. Yeah. But I guess, and I know this is wrong already, but assuming the roster stays as it is, I think they're good enough to get in. I do. But again, that's an arbitrary point because in a week and a half, the team, it's not going to be the same roster anymore. Mm -hmm. There's guaranteed at least one like roster move that they're going to make. Is that a Marcus Keller guarantee? That is a Marcus Keller guarantee. (laughs) All right. (laughs) <laughs> All right. Well, I got one quick question here before we end things. Okay. Yeah. Sure. Um, I heard a rumor that they're they're looking at a two point five a year for four years for Tyler Mott. How would you feel about that? I love Tyler Mott. I'm a big Tyler Mott fan, but I'm not paying two and a half million for a fourth liner. I think you can when you have a guy like Lockwood in the AHL who can should be able to come in and you know step in. I don't. I don't think you do that. All right, that's fair. Do you pay that for Mott if he steps up into a second line role, which I think he's capable of? Second, what? How? How would that? I don't see how that. Are, are you meaning like ever. having him on Horvat's wing? 
I think that there's a reality where he could, if he was given the, the proper ice time, he could fit on that line. Also because he brings so much more for you than just the, the obviously offensive minutes. He is also a fantastic penalty killer. I, you know, 2.5, that is does seem like it's a lot for, a, for, for, for Tyler Mott. Yeah. But I think it could prove dividends. I think in the end, he could develop into a player that is a steal at 2.5. Yeah, that's exactly what I said on our Twitter. I got in a very, very heated Twitter battle with a few people. And um, you use our Twitter? <laughs> yeah, not only does he yeah, use dude, it, he I uses use... it just to pick fights with people. <laughs> no, I use it to vouch for Tyler Mott. Come on. Yeah. We probably have more people who hate us than have ever listened to an episode of the podcast. <laughs> on Twitter, we're just a meme. <laughs> it, our Twitter name isn't even the name of our show. Hey, what is it again, by the way? At Vancouver Boys underscore. <laughs> Fucking why? Because it wasn't long enough to be a. It was Vancouver Boys <laughs> podcast was too long. It wouldn't let me use that. It was an underscore. Stupid. <laughs> Whatever. Okay, this has gone off the rails. Um, right. <laughs> well, I guess then. Yeah. On that note, uh, access as always. It's been a blast having you on to talk all about the Canucks. Um, you know, uh, we, we always love uh, let, letting people know Canucks Access is a phenomenal Instagram account. Please check him out. He posts daily updates. Everything you need to know about the Vancouver Canucks, you will find on Canucks Access, at Canucks Access, on Instagram. 100%. Yeah. All right. Appreciate it, guys. Yeah. All righty. Thanks for coming on, man. Have a good one. Yeah. Okay. See ya. See you later. Bye. Yeah, it's always so much fun having him on. Yeah, I love it, man. He's yeah. he's a cool guy. He's so knowledgeable, too. Yeah, it's pretty crazy. It always puts us to the test. Like, even me, I'm a very hardcore Canucks fan, but I almost get a bit intimidated because I'm like, he knows so much more than I do. <laughs> what if I say the wrong thing? Yeah. <laughs> you better step up. Yeah, damn right. But really, like, when you have a guest on your show, if they make a mistake, it's like, ah, whatever. But if you, the host, ask them a question, they're like, that was a stupid question. It's like, oh, shit, I am stupid. Yeah. <laughs> you make you look like a total goof. <laughs> yeah. A goof indeed. What a goof! Well, speaking of goof, why don't we send it over to Jake for the goof of the week? <laughs> Good idea. <laughs> what a goof! We should mention that Tyler can't hear the buttons. Yeah, so he doesn't know when we press yeah. them or not. I'm keeping that in, too. We're not editing that out. That okay. whole thing's staying in. Yeah. All right, sounds good. Just so Tyler knows, too, we hit the goof button, and then you said, and speaking of goofs, let's <laughs> throw it to Jake. Oh. Well, I was like, I was like, I didn't want him to introduce his own segment. Like, Yeah, yeah. no, it's, it's just funny. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. What a goof. Welcome to my segment. <laughs> this is the part of the show where I go out and I find a story that involves a person, player, coach, team, organization, franchise, whatever, what have you. And I bring that story up with the guys and we have a little chat about it. And this week, how could it not be the MLB and the MLBPA? I don't know if you guys are aware of this, but the MLB is going into a lockout season. Okay. They are currently undergoing, uh, was it CBA talks with the MLBPA, and they are not going well. Uh, it has been a clusterfuck of a story that has been developing for the last, uh, I'd say, two weeks um, and progressively getting more and more messy. Basically, the spark notes of the situation are that the MLB has proposed two or three different CBA variations to the MLBPA, to which the MLBPA, which is the Players Association, I should make that very clear. Well, I, yeah. well you know, some people may not know. Yeah, okay. 
Um, and they've basically shot down each and every one. We're at the point now where it's almost an inevitability that we're going to go into a lockout for the MLB, and so much so that even collegiate teams are starting to prepare for uh, higher traffic uh, at their games. Okay, I wow. I heard very briefly about it. I, I wasn't detailed enough to really know most of what you said, but I knew that there was a chance of a lockout. I know the Vancouver Canadians were mentioning that they're almost trying to advertise it a little bit. They're like, hey, we're going to have some pretty good players this year. Yeah. Um, which I'm excited for because I'm known to catch the odd C's game. Um, but that's... Uh, Is that what they're called? The C's? They, they really try to brand it. I mean, it's their logo. It's like a C and then an apostrophe with an S and there's a baseball incorporated. It's very, very cool. Okay. <laughs> Sounds cool. <laughs> it is. You made it sound cool. Yeah, thanks. Um, but no, I mean, lockouts, that's not fun for anyone. Yeah. It's one of the worst things in sports is because it's, it's exactly the opposite. It's no sports. Yeah. And obviously we're coming off of, um, COVID impacted seasons and back to back ones at that. And so obviously I, you know, I just feel bad for, um, for, you know, baseball fans in general. I feel bad for them because they have to spend three hours watching baseball. <laughs> I honestly didn't even know we're going into a lockout. I thought this goof was going to go a completely different direction. Where'd you think it was going? Oh, I thought Jake was going to talk about Calvin Ridley getting Calvin suspended. Ridley. Oh, <laughs> yeah, I guess I could have. Damn, no, it. yeah, that, that would have been a good, a good story. Calvin Ridley, um, he uh, got suspended for at least one year in the NFL for pulling in Evander Kane, betting on NFL games. Yeah. Oh, geez. Pretty rough, eh? Actually, yeah, that is a really good goof. I'm mad that I, I forgot <laughs> about that story. Because, yeah, that would have been a great goof to do. Oh, but I felt like we had to bring up the whole MLB situation. We've oh, been ignoring absolutely. it for weeks. No, but I, um, I feel like what one player did is not as big as an entire league shutting down. <laughs> yeah, but nevertheless, still a funny story. I mean, it sucks, too, because, you know, this is a young, talented player. I believe he plays for the Atlanta Falcons. And, yeah, he's going to have to sit out the entirety of next season. And more than likely, he'll have to sit out more than that following next season so it really sucks to, to to see that happen to young good players like that yeah no kidding but i i do kind of want to bring it back to the original goof though of the the mlb do, do you know any of the actual points on why the lockout is happening is it just like salary based stuff so here's actually the funniest part of this whole thing apparently a big part of it is that the mlb is trying to make the game more exciting and engaging oh, okay Half time shows I, <laughs> <laughs> here's the thing like i don't think they're wrong in doing that i think baseball is a tough market because you're having all these old very traditional people who hate change and everything about it and just want the game to stay the same but then you have these young people who are watching it and going jesus christ this takes a long time and not a lot happens yeah, unless grass grow exactly <laughs> so it, i get where they're coming from but so wait they want to make it more f fun and exciting do you know any of the bullet points they're trying to use with that yeah i think one of the main arguments is that they want to make the distance between the bases shorter so that if you hit like a you know a ground ball there's a better chance of being a, safe exactly it's a better chance that you're going to get to first base they just want more more players on base because also you think about it as soon as you have one or two players on base the game's pretty I don't want to say exciting, but at least you're engaged, right? No, but if there's sure. nobody on base and you've gone through five innings of of scoreless baseball, you're probably going to change the channel. 
especially because last year I think was a record-setting year in terms of no-hitters. There was like five or six no-hitters last season, Jesus. which is unheard of. Right. And they had all those scandals with the, I don't know if you remember, but all the cheating going on. Yeah. Yeah. So it makes sense that they want to really revamp the game because it has. It's gotten stale. It's it's doing the complete opposite of what most professional sports um, leagues have been doing in, in North America, and that's that they're not growing anymore. They're actually shrinking. Yeah, I've seen that, that they also broke records for attendance in a bad way, that they yeah. were having more empty seats than ever before. Yeah. But so honestly, they should. They should just get the pitchers to throw with their off hands. <laughs> yeah, there would be nothing more exciting than watching a thousand walks a game. <laughs> the game's an 80 to 88. <laughs> hey, Pat Venditti would be the best pitcher in the league. Oh my God. Sure. Pa- Pat Venditti would be making $150 million <laughs> a year. Do you know who Pat Venditti is? I don't. <laughs> <laughs> Love that guy, though. Tell you go ahead. You tell is me. Is he ambidextrous? That's what I'm going to assume. He sure is, here. and okay. he can throw friggin' like almost a hundred miles an hour both ways. <laughs> wow. Yeah, it's pretty crazy. Remember, he's a switch. He's a switch pitcher. Interesting. Well, I remember Jake. You mentioned that once. You remember when we were camping? I was throwing rocks in the lake, and I was trying to get the rocks to hit each other in midair. Yeah. And I kept kind of switching which hand I was lobbing the rock with and which hand I was firing missiles with. <laughs> and I remember, like, right after. What are you laughing at? Well, they were missiles. I know, but it's firing just like missiles. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I just, I remember you asked me at one point, you were like, wait, throw one with your right and then one with your left, just as far as you can. And I did, and they were just identical throws. <laughs> yeah. And you were, and for me, that wasn't weird, but you were just like, Whoa. Yeah. They went exactly as far, exactly as fast, had the same lob. Yeah. They were like, they're the same. It's weird seeing someone that's ambidextrous. Absolute missiles. Throw balls. Yeah. Especially when they're missiles. <laughs> okay. He's throwing rocks at the moon. Look, they were good throws, okay? <laughs> hey, once when I did hit the rock in midair, I broke one of them in half. <laughs> missiles. A missile. <laughs> I will admit, though, that was hype. Oh, like, when I when I hit when, the rock, when you hit the rock, yeah. Everyone on the beach went nuts. Yeah, it was crazy. That was cool. I should mention. I guess this makes it less cool. I did hit it after like a hundred and fifty misses. <laughs> yeah. But once I did hit it, everyone lost their minds. Oh yeah, it was, it was crazy. Because cool. it was like it had gotten dark. <laughs> everyone we only knew like, it hit the rock because of the sound. Yeah, everyone was like having their own conversations. <laughs> but that being said, everyone was paying attention enough to know that you made it. Yeah. That was exciting. Yeah. So anyway, uh, this is just a long uh, roundabout way to say that if the MLB decided that all pitchers had to pitch with their wrong hand, Marcus would be an MLB pitcher. <laughs> and making $150 million a year. Yeah. <laughs> Throwing Ugh. missiles at players. <laughs> oh, man. Anyway, yeah, there you go. Uh, biggest goof of the week, the MLB and or the MLBPA. I was going to mention that too. I wonder why the MLBPA is so opposed to the bases being shorter. Because sure, for like the pitchers that might, or the um, outfielders that might be more difficult to try to get the player out at first, but like those same players will have an easier time when they're running. Yeah. So I, I just, I don't fully understand why they would. Yeah. It's a really, really deep story. There's a lot of facets to it. I, I'm not fully versed in the situation. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I just know that there's been a few variations of the CBA that they've tried to get through and that the, the PA has just shut them down every time. Crazy. That being said though, you know, there could be stipulations in, in the CBA that are just ridiculous and that they're shutting it down for other reasons. But the one that's been getting the most attention is just that the MLB is trying to make the game more exciting and engaging for fans. And the PA seems to be shutting it down. 
Anyway, enough about baseball. This isn't a baseball podcast. This is a hockey podcast. And an ambidextrous podcast. Yeah, I guess so. <laughs> Should point that out. I'm a lefty. Okay. I'm a righty. I'm, I'm usually left. Yeah. But you can go both ways, right? Wow. Oh, oh. <laughs> Definitely use both hands. All right. <laughs> Jesus. Stranger danger. Stranger danger. Says the guy with bleach blonde hair. <laughs> yeah, that's a fun update. Tyler bleached his hair. <laughs> <laughs> but not his beard. So he's got a ginger beard <laughs> and like white blonde hair yeah. flowing out the back. Yeah. He looks like a like a orange crush float. <laughs> <laughs> Guy Fieri would be proud. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, like Guy Fieri's nephew. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy dude we need a picture of you with it, that exact setup and just get some uh pit vipers on oh, oh i got God. them in the truck yeah i bet you do <laughs> of course you have them on hand i'll uh I'll, I'll send a picture to the group chat in the morning once the sun's out can't wait sun's that's out, guns out that yeah, is yeah. going on the instagram the day of release <laughs> maybe even before <laughs> yeah, i might not be able to wait i don't know yeah we may have to send that to that meme account that that, that guy made oh i promise you if we put it on the internet he will use it Which <laughs> yeah. we got to bring up too yeah i saw that i was just scrolling through instagram and next thing you know there's a vancouver boys meme page <laughs> Like, it's got some of the funniest shit I've ever seen. Yeah, like, half of them are just roasting me. <laughs> yeah, well, I got roasted a few times, too, I yeah. think. But, well, that, that's the one thing we should point out, if it's not already obvious. None of us created this account. Yeah. We don't know where it came from, but I kind of feel like we've made it. You <laughs> yeah. know? Like, we have a fan account dedicated yeah. to making memes about us and our personalities. Yeah. So, shout out to you, Mystery Vancouver Boys Memes. Yeah account maker yeah. i almost messaged them and asked who it was and i was like no it's part no, of the fun exactly it's the part mystery. of the mysteries you I don't no know idea who it, who it is you can speculate i'd love to speculate but you will never know yeah <laughs> it's definitely someone who comes to the live streams like, yeah, of course, yeah. like well, they, I mean, they the know content. so much about us yeah. like stuff i feel like we haven't even said on the mics exactly that being said if you listen to the podcast go check it out it's some pretty funny stuff yeah what, let me pull up the at real quick yeah. i think it's just at vancouver boys memes yeah, it might be at Vancouver Boys podcast memes. Uh, it's it's Vancouver Boys underscore memes underscore. Oh my! Underscore. Wow. Even even the at is a meme. <laughs> I I almost wonder if that was on purpose. I, I like I really I wonder so. if it was on purpose. Oh, Vancouver man. Boys underscore memes. <laughs> Check them out on Instagram. The, whoever this is, thank you. <laughs> Oh boy, yeah. I'm just I'm just going through the memes right now. <laughs> they're just they're deadly. They're yeah, so they're, funny. They're pretty. What's your favorite one? Oh, it's it's got to be the uh, the the one where Marcus is yeeting Jake. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I went back and looked too because I was like, where did he even get these pictures of us? Yeah, like, I know. Faces I are like picture that. of my face. I'm like, where the hell did that come from? So I went way back and I figured it out. It's from the TikTok that we did with Alex, where he comes in as um, oh yeah, Kirill Kaprizov. Yeah, yeah. And we're sitting on the couch. He took that screenshot from both of us looking at him, going, oh, okay. like and just pointing at him like yeah, that. Yeah. That's where that came from. <laughs> all right well anyway love it yeah great meme yeah top top tier meme we love it we love to see it yeah. uh anyway we should really start talking about some hockey <laughs> <laughs> uh and i guess there's no better place to start than uh with former vancouver canuck jared mccann to a five-year 
five million dollar deal, well, five million per year deal mm-hmm. with the Seattle Kraken. What a way to start off a franchise, hey? I would like to remind our listeners this five by five player is someone we traded one for one for Eric Goodbranson <laughs> when Goodbranson was bad because he got. Good, we'll, we'll get into that another time, maybe. Um, God, how many fucking times do we have to bring up Eric Goodbranson on this podcast? He, hey, he's playing better now. He's he. It's not a meme to talk about him anymore. He's good. It's it's a meme to talk about Eric Goodbranson okay, a little bit, but <laughs> no, I mean McCann. Honestly, I heard a lot of things when he was with Vancouver about him having attitude problems. Yeah. And it definitely seems like he's changed that around since then. Well, I think I think him getting sent to Pittsburgh and playing with Sidney Crosby might have changed his attitude a little bit. No, I totally agree. I, I don't think you can go to a locker room like that, act like a prick, and get away with it, right? Yeah. You got you Evgeny Malkin there who's going to jump down your throat. But you can more... You can certainly do that in Vancouver, though. You could at the time he was here. This team was desperately lacking culture while McCann was here. I mean, the Sedins were right on their way out. Burroughs, I believe, was here at the beginning of his stint here, but not the end. It was kind of like they were just, they were so busy dismantling what we had. They almost hadn't thought about what we were building yet. And that was just it was, you know, players like him. They, they could act that way and get away with it because they didn't really have anyone to shut them down. But he, he's been playing well. Honestly, all, all the credit to him. He seems like he's been doing really well with Seattle. Yeah. Well, uh, I guess speaking about shutting things down, uh, it also came out this week that the NHL shut down all ties with the KHL. Uh, obviously, this is in relation to the current state of the world in uh, in Eastern Europe between Ukraine and Russia. I'm not going to touch on that at all. Uh, that's not the platform for it. Uh, however... Um, purely from a hockey perspective you know this is this is unfortunate news you never want to hear about this yeah it's it's definitely tough for all the the players that are playing in russia that were thinking of trying to make the switch to the nhl or or pursue their their dreams of playing in the nhl but um and and it's unfair to them but it's just the world we live in right now and it is what it is well it almost sounded a while ago like they were thinking of cutting ties anyway or at least the KHL seemed to be damaging the relationship a bit by saying that they wanted the NHL to have to pay for any player in the Russian league to come to North America. So not only would we have to sign them to a contract, we would have to pay whatever team we were taking them from some type of, I guess royalty. Yeah. Like a royalty or even severance pay or something. Well, well, I I don't know if that's the right word, but like we would have had to pay a fee, which actually goes back to the old days of like Pavel Bure. When we when we drafted him, we had to pay I think close to two million dollars just to get him here, and that money didn't go to Pavel Bure; it just went to the KHL for releasing him. Well, speaking of releasing things, I think it's time we release our listeners of the first half of this podcast. Oh, that was rough, but we're gonna go with it. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, we're gonna. I don't, don't want to be releasing our listeners of anything. Okay, I don't know what you're gonna be releasing during the break, but it's not that long of a break. <laughs> I can get the job done. Okay. Uh, <laughs> uh, we're going to step into our break uh, after a quick word from fake sponsor. This week's episode of the Vancouver Boys podcast is brought to you by Vancouver Gas Prices. 
Much like the Leafs goalie tandem, it wasn't that bad a few weeks ago, but times have changed. Vancouver gas prices. It's this or rent. We'll be right back. You're listening to the Vancouver Boys Podcast. That's her name. Don't wear it out. Man, we got to sign this guy to a six by six. Tampa Bay was $18 million over the salary cap. UC Saros is the best goalie in the NHL. Welcome back to the second half of the Vancouver Boys Podcast. Episode number 48. 48 of these things. We're almost out of year. Yeah, four more and... Oh, three more because we missed one week. There's right. 52 weeks in a year. Yeah, that's so. right. yeah, we're a bunch of slackers. Yeah, I'm kind of pissed that we missed that one week. Because if we had... It is too bad. You know, yeah. you could say, yeah, every... But that's kind of fair. I mean, it's reasonable that within a year, there will be one week where we won't be able to make one work. I think yeah. that... I'm okay if that's our standard. If we pump out 51 episodes <laughs> a year, I'm happy with that. Yeah. Way to go, boys. We're almost there. <laughs> <laughs> you sounded like one of those... Um, what, you know those... those uh, Public speakers they bring into like high schools to really motivate kids. Way yeah. to go. You're almost there. <laughs> yeah. Keep it up. Keep exactly. up the great work. <laughs> almost aware of the same spot, but no school. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Anyway, uh, we got plenty more to talk about in the second half of the show, including some teams trending in the right direction, some teams trending in the wrong direction, and some teams that are just going in really weird directions. Uh, let's start with a team that is trending in the right direction. Okay, so I'm thinking a top 10 team in the league? You would think that, but you would think wrong. No, I am talking about the Arizona Coyotes. Hmm. In the last week, they have won three games, including 17 goals in their last two games. Holy fuck! They scored nine goals the other night and eight goals the game before that. Which adds up to 17 for those of you. I was going to say, that is eight and a half goals per game. Yep, it is. Maths guy. Quite the pay. Yeah, thank you very much. Big Steph. stats guy. <laughs> Big stats guy. <laughs> <laughs> um, so names guy, who, uh, who's, who's been doing all the contributing? And, you know, is this team now a buyer at the deadline? <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay. Let's not get ahead of ourselves. They are not buyers, but Chikrin has been playing better. So his value might go up just a tiny bit. But uh, the big name I want to talk about is Nick Schmaltz. In that game against Ottawa, he had seven points on eight goals. Wow. And then the game against Detroit, he had another four points and was a plus six. Wow. Do you think he's earned himself the right out of Arizona? (laughs) (laughs) Absolutely not. No? (laughs) Keller needs him. (laughs) Yeah, if you trade Schmaltz, you got to trade Keller too. And that is nuts to think about. He got seven points on a game where their team scored eight goals. Yeah. So he, that is just mind boggling to me, let alone that your team scores eight goals, but you were in on seven of them. That's, those are some beer league stats. That's an impact player right there. I guess so. Yep. Trade him for like four firsts. Trade him for Marner. (laughs) <laughs> Marner's value, I think, is depressingly lower than Leafs fans think it is. Oh, for sure. Like, I think they could probably... I think that Leafs fans think they could get, like, four or five firsts for him. I don't think it's even close. No, not even close. Yeah, all you could get is Nick Schmaltz. In my opinion, I think he's untradeable. That contract makes him untradeable. I think so. Uh, on the topic of the Leafs, though, they are a team that is trending in the wrong direction. 
their defensive play and especially their goaltending has led to some pretty disastrous losses in the last few weeks, including a disastrous loss to your Vancouver Canucks. Yeah. I mean, it wasn't disastrous. We we <laughs> played very, very well. Yeah. Um, but yeah, they suck. They're horrible. And uh, yeah, we just skated they circles around the They went 0-2 against the Canucks this year. They did. When was the last time the Canucks swept the season series with the Leafs? Oh, that actually happens quite a bit. Really? Yeah. Well, I mean, last year was an anomaly because of the North Division, so we played them like nine times. Yeah. But no, it, they've the Leafs have really struggled against Vancouver over the years. Like, mm. they've had a lot of problems in the last um, little while. I thought it had been something crazy like 10 or 15 years since the Canucks were able to win in the ACC. Or was it called now Scotiabank Arena? Something like that? Yeah, the Scotia Barn or whatever. Yeah, who cares? Oh, wait, no, that's the thing in Burnaby. Never mind. Um, yeah, that that used to be eight rinks, and now it's the Scotia Barn. Yeah, that's cringy. No, the yeah. the rink in Toronto where the Leafs play. Yes, it's I, been something like fifteen years since the Canucks had won a game there. No, I don't think so. I think maybe in regulation or something. Oh, okay. Or, yeah, uh, I know Montreal. I think it had been forever. Mm. Like yeah. the last time until this year, because we won in Montreal this year. Mm-hmm. It was like the last time we won a game in regulation in Montreal. It was like Luongo was in net. Yeah. And it was like early in his career. It was like 2009. Yeah. It was crazy. But well, early in his career in Vancouver. Yeah. In uh in that Leafs game, John Tavares did snap a 14 game goalless drought. Yeah, you want to talk about a player whose value has significantly dropped off? Holy smokes. They pay this guy 11 million a year. For how much longer? Oh, I couldn't tell you. 3, 4, or 5 years somewhere in that Jeez. neighborhood. And that yeah, is he's rough. A, he's a leader. That's that's it. Yeah, he wears the C. You you wonder if like if he is around for that much longer if they take it away from him. No, I can't imagine they'd strip the C off of him. It'd be a pretty Leafs move. Yeah, and they can give it to Jack Campbell. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, something tells me that Jack Campbell probably won't be in Toronto much longer, or at least as a starter. I mean, I've been saying this all year. I mean, seriously, rewind the tapes. You'll hear me talk about how shitty the, the goaltending in Toronto's been all year and how they're not going to go anywhere in the playoffs because of their goaltending. And here we are in March. Yep. And, uh, yeah, those Vesna talks about Campbell in December have quickly disappeared, and now we're talking about shipping him out or replacing him with someone like Georgiev or... Marc-Andre God. Fleury. Yeah, I mean, God, can you imagine Marc-Andre Fleury in Toronto? If there was a way that they could lose in the first round within the first game or two, that would be how. I mean, I almost feel bad for Jack Campbell, though, because his post-game interviews are just depressing. Like, every question he gets, we're like, oh, you know, you're not playing as good anymore. What do you think? He's like, oh, I'm just, I'm really sorry, and I, I appreciate the fans sticking with me, and, you know, I'm going to pull myself out of this. And, like, he's fully acknowledging that he's in a horrible position right now. And that he just can't do anything right. Like, yeah. he, he's saying it verbally. It's crazy. Yeah, well, I mean, if you've watched the games, or at least the highlights, you'll see. They're not good goals going in. They're not no. NHL-caliber goals going in on Jack Campbell. He has to be better. But the problem is, is, his ceiling just isn't there. He's never been a starter in the NHL. He's always been either a bust or a backup. Or like that weird middle ground between a starter and a backup where it's like a tandem goalie. Like that that's really been his ceiling. He's a he's one of them stack ups. What's a stack up? A mix between a starter and a backup. Did you just make that up? 
Yep. <laughs> but he, I mean, he did play well in the playoffs for Toronto last year. And not well enough. They blew a 3-1 series lead to the Habs. Wait, what? Who have been hot as of late. Who have been really hot as of late. Leafs blew a 3-1 series lead to the Habs. Leafs blew a 3-1 lead. Uh, <laughs> how many times are you going to say that? How many times will you let me? <laughs> <laughs> Just about as many times as you let me talk about the Preds on this podcast. Well, that's zero. All right, moving so. on. <laughs> <laughs> Come on. There's there's actually something really cool happened this week uh, in, in, in Smashville. Okay, you're the host, so we'll let you do it this week and this week only. What do you want to talk about? You realize we give your team a 10 to 20 minute segment at the beginning of every episode? Well deserved. And I can't talk about my team for a fucking minute? <laughs> well, Jesus. we are called the Vancouver Boys Podcast. No, we're not the so Nashville Boys. It's kind of fitting. It'll be Jake's spinoff if this podcast ever ends. He's going to do the Nashville Boys Podcast. <laughs> it would be the Nashville Boy? <laughs> right, well... You, Oh, I, I appreciate that you wouldn't replace us. <laughs> <laughs> the one that podcast exactly. spewing about replacing. Yeah, hey, you're tuned into the Nashville Boy Podcast, where I sit here and talk to you about the Predators <laughs> with nobody else. This week, how much do you hate Carter Hutton <laughs> <laughs> or John Hines? Which one do you hate more? Right now, it's John Hines. I hate John Hines. Anyway, Rocco Grimaldi. Anyway, um, but something I love, Jimmy VC. Shut up. This is. <laughs> I forgot how many Predators, players, past, present, whatever, I can't stand. So thank you for it reminding me. It seems like me. you dislike more of this franchise than you like. Could you say you're any different? No, I could not. <laughs> yeah. uh, anyway, uh, I really want to talk about their fourth line. Um, the other night, they played the San Jose Sharks. And between uh, McCarron, Luff, and Tomasino... They had 10 points in that game. It was an 8-0 game. I haven't and heard of any of those players. <laughs> You're joking. Okay, you know what? I'll give you McCarron and Luff. They are kind of like fringe AHL, NHL players. I've heard of Tomasino. But Philip Tomasino. Come on, man. World Juniors. Never heard of Philip Tomasino. Drafted in 21st overall in 2020, something like that. Well, good Come on, for man. him. He, anyway, he's, 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 got, he's got some pedigree. I think, okay. he'll, I think he'll make it. I think he'll crack the top. Line someday, hopefully. I don't know, maybe. But anyway, yeah, they scored 10 points in one game amongst their fourth line. I would say undisputed best fourth line in the NHL. Okay. Yeah. I mean, right, on that note, I need to go to the washroom. All right. Great. No, Thanks. <laughs> Wait, Good he one. doesn't? <laughs> yeah. He just really wanted me to stop talking about the Preds. I mean, Vancouver's fourth line has been solid over the past few weeks but like we haven't actually gotten to see that much of them because they haven't been together all year they kind of yeah. just got put together in like early february maybe late january at the earliest i think it's crazy though that they're starting periods like they're the yeah. starting line out there when when periods start well their game against the seattle kraken a few weeks back yeah. they started the game and scored nine seconds into said game yeah it's crazy yeah, it's cool, but it's cool because other teams are putting out their first lines and we're putting them down to, uh, just to shut them down, right? It's awesome that they they can be a shutdown line with the scoring touch. It's really cool to see. Well, that uh, that Lamico Juleson trade is looking pretty good considering Yule Levy got waived. Yeah, I saw that he got picked up by Detroit. Well, maybe he'll have better luck in Detroit than he did in Vancouver and Florida. I honestly hope he does. I have nothing against the guy. If anything, I feel awful for him about the injuries he's had to face so early on in his career. I think he's had two knee surgeries already. 
But, you know, it's killed his development. But I, I honestly hope the best for him. I never had anything I disliked about him. Yeah. Other than where he was drafted. Yeah, would have been nice if we would have taken him in, like, the sixth or seventh round instead of sixth overall. But, you know, that's, again, not, not entirely his fault. So, yeah. Could have taken Matthew Kachuk with that pick, by the way. Yeah. 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 <laughs> okay. You know what? No, I want to point this out, though. That I don't remember if I've ever said this on the podcast or not, but that draft and that season drove me nuts because the Canucks were bottom dwellers. They were going to be in the basement. They would have finished dead last in the league, which is where Toronto finished, and they got the first overall pick, which was Austin Matthews. So theoretically, if we came in last, we could have had Matthews, who I wouldn't want, by the way. But (laughs) here's the thing. Here's the thing that drives me nuts is that season the best... That was the same season that not one Canadian team got in the playoffs. You guys remember that? Oh, yeah. So that was that year, which meant the best teams in the West were the three Californian teams, or in the Pacific Division anyway. We went down there in the last five games of the season and swept them. We won all three games, catapulting us up in the standings to, I think, fourth, and then we slipped uh, one or two spots in the draft. But thanks, Ryan Miller. But, well, yeah, exactly. And weirdly enough, Eddie Lack, I think, was a part of that as well. Um, But yeah, no, it just always bothered me that, like, at the end of the season, in this meaningless games, if we didn't beat the best teams almost in the league, but definitely in the division, we could have had Austin Matthews, who I wouldn't have wanted. Well, the Sharks but, went to the final that year. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, and we beat them in, like, the fourth to last game of the season, along yeah. with Anaheim and L.A. Yeah. So that was just infuriating. But anyway. Do you know what else is infuriating? What's that? When you leap off the diving board, trying to do a 360 no-scope. <laughs> no-scope? <laughs> jumping off of the gun? Some Call of Duty shit up in here. And you land square on your back. That hurts. It does. That would be infuriating. <laughs> um, yeah, let's, let's jump into the inbox. Quite a few questions this week. A lot of them having to do with um, the trade deadline. Which, ah, which yes. obviously we touched on a little bit already, so we'll have to skip over some of those questions. Okay. Hopefully, uh, hopefully your questions were answered earlier. That being said, there is one player that we didn't touch on earlier in, in the episode, and that's Yaroslav Halak. Hmm. And this question reads, do you think Yaroslav Halak will waive his NMC no movement clause before the trade deadline? It's been reported that no, he won't, but I think it depends on where he could go. Right, it, it depends entirely on what team would pick him up. Mm-hmm. Right, if it's a team like Winnipeg looking for a backup, or even maybe somewhere like Toronto where they're good, but the media will—if he thinks the media is bad here, he wouldn't believe how bad it's going to be in Toronto. Yeah. Right. So it it really depends on where the city is, and I think if he would want to play not only there but in the market. Yeah, I don't think he wants to be moved. No, me either. Yeah. I don't even think he wants a freaking Stanley Cup. I think he's just content with making his million dollars a year and doesn't want to move if he doesn't have to. Yeah. Um, this next question is along the same vein, uh, which we already kind of touched on already, which is just the Leafs goaltending issues. Um, obviously, yeah, that's the biggest issue. Uh, they have been looking at possibly trying to solve it at the deadline, but it is extraordinarily rare for a team to go out and solve their goaltending issues at the trade deadline. 
or at least even make an attempt at solving them. Yeah. They could have Halak. <laughs> they can have him. Yeah. For free. All right. Yep. Well, Take let's him. let's move on to the last question because I think this will involve a little bit more uh, conversation and explanation. This is actually not a hockey-related question, but I like this oh. question nonetheless. Okay. Uh, let me keep this question short, just like Marcus. What? How- <laughs> go, go on. I'm not kidding. He says, let me keep this question short, just like Marcus. You are. You're short. I'm 6'2". <laughs> yeah, well, the average, the average height of this podcast is still two inches taller than okay. you. Okay. <laughs> What's the... Oh, God. This isn't keeping it short at all, you, much like how I'm not short. So you, read the rest of you it. You drag down the average. <laughs> now this is infuriating. <laughs> um, the question is, how did you guys meet? Oh. Yeah, right? That's interesting. Kind of an interesting question, but... Uh, well, I'll, I'll let you and Tyler go first, because you met before any yeah. of us did. So yeah, I guess, guys... I guess we can go, like, timeline-wise. Yeah. Tyler, why don't you take it away? All right. So, I met Jake through a mutual friend of ours. <laughs> I don't know how, how deep he wants me to get into this. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I don't know how, but it almost just clued into me what you're talking about. <laughs> Marcus has finally arrived to the conversation. Um, No, a a, a close friend of mine um, was dating Jake in the past. And and then Jake and I became really good friends because we hung out all the time. And yeah, that's pretty much the short version of how I met Jake. Yeah, started playing hockey together or uh, at least found a team that we play on together. And yep. uh, yeah, started talking about hockey. Uh, I found out he was a Blues fan. He found out I was a Preds fan. And obviously there's a rivalry there. So uh that kind of helped build it, I guess. Yeah. Now we hate each other. No. Exactly. <laughs> and Tyler always looks nervous. Um, I guess uh, yep. moving along then. Uh, so that would have been like, what, 2015? So it's like seven years ago now. Damn. Yeah, that would have been 2015. Yeah, time flies. So I met you about a year later then. Two years later. Yeah, that's right. Yep. That's right. So two years later, uh, I got a job working where Marcus was already working. Mm-hmm. Um, we'll leave the, the the name of where we were working anonymous because I really you still work. Yeah, there. I still work there, and I really <laughs> don't want to bring that up on on this yeah, podcast. We, we don't want all of our fans just mobbing the store <laughs> exactly. trying to get your autograph. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, no. So uh, I started working there, and it was actually funny because I was working there for about a year before Marcus and I even started really talking to each other because we didn't really work together that often. Well, what we can probably specify is that it was a bakery. I think we can say that because that's vague enough. Sure. Yeah, we worked in a yeah. bakery together, and um, yeah, there's a lot of bakeries out there. I don't know which one it could exactly. Be. So go mob every bakery <laughs> yeah, in the Vancouver area. You might find Jake eventually. <laughs> exactly. Um, but yeah, no. So I worked in the morning, so yeah. I would bring all the materials to the bakery and uh jake worked at night like kind of setting a lot of the materials up for sale Mm -hmm. so even though we worked there yeah we really didn't see each other for the first what six months maybe oh probably long well see each other yeah but then like actually working together was probably yeah we didn't have a shift together for a very long time i just knew who you were i didn't know anything about you one of the first times we actually worked together was the night of the elimination game between the winnipeg jets and the nashville predators in 2018 do you remember that 
I didn't remember we worked together that night. Yeah, no. It was it was around that night. It might not have been the oh, exact okay, okay, night, yeah, but yeah. it was close enough to it that there was a funny story that came out of that. Oh, right. Okay. That yeah. was what I was going to say. I was like, I don't think we worked together on that night, but I remember the morning after. Exactly. There you go. Should we tell it? Uh, we can leave some details out. <laughs> okay. Some details. Yeah. So, well, um, <laughs> so I come into work the next day. And I just wasn't having a great day. You know, like some stuff was going on. I wasn't feeling great. Uh, it's also like 6 a.m. <laughs> I, I really didn't Yeah, it would have be been there. barely later than that. Exactly. It would have been like 7 maybe. Yeah, yeah, if that. And just the huge cheesy grin on this guy's face. <laughs> so, uh, did you like that game last night? Oh, I felt like punching him square in the jaw. <laughs> That's You know what's funny? That's not even what happened. You you Well, it's close. But yeah. you, you came into the... Uh, freezer where I was putting some of the produce away. Yeah, and you came in. You're like, oh, uh, our manager has asked you to do something. And I yeah. was like, oh, okay. I think I'm gonna tell her it's all your fault. <laughs> it's all your fault because right, that yeah. was the chant. That do they still do that or no? Oh yeah, they do. Hundred percent. Yeah. Okay. Well, anyway, yeah. So the Preds fans do that chant, and yeah. when an opposing goalie lets in a goal, and you know, I think the night before, maybe Pecorina, Pecorina, <laughs> Pecorina just uh, wasn't quite standing on his head. So I figured yeah. I'd give that one to Jake. And then I felt bad because we weren't actually that close yet. And then after, no. <laughs> <laughs> like, I think we had listened, we had listened to like the boss. Actually, no, that's right. We listened the to the Boston Toronto, Toronto elimination game on, on the, the radio. radio. Yeah. 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 While we were working. That's right. <laughs> yeah. That was fun. That was a really good time. Yeah. But, but then you nearly ruined it. <laughs> yeah, well. Uh, yeah. But anyway, so then, yeah, we started hanging out. We obviously realized we had a mutual love for the game of hockey, and yeah. we both cheered for it pretty hard. And uh, not long after that, you introduced me and Tyler. Yeah, I mean, there's a little bit of a story there, too. I don't know if you want to tell that. Well, you know, at first, Tyler was just this kind of mythical name that I kept <laughs> hearing about. This guy's so, like, happy-go-lucky and yeah. cheerful and plays hockey. And he's like, oh, this guy's just going to love you. And I was at first almost a little put off because just like I grew up in a house of all girls. So it was like I actually didn't have a lot of guy friends at the time. And I was almost a bit nervous because like, Christ, like, I don't know what to do. <laughs> and then, uh, no, I, I didn't when I was younger. I really didn't have a lot of guy friends. It was yeah. mostly girls. And then fucking stud over here. Oh, you know, that yeah. problem oh. have. Trust yeah, me. Right. There was a lot of friends. That's about all it gotcha, was. Yeah. Um, but yeah, then we uh, we met one time. I think it. Might have been at one of Tyler's lacrosse games. I think you brought me there. And yeah, I think it was you and uh, you and Angela were there. Yeah, that's right. So yeah, Jake said, "Hey, he's playing in a senior C lacrosse game. Why don't you come check him out?" So I went, and a, another friend of ours, Angela, who uh, some of you might know from the live streams, yeah. uh, came and we watched the game and had a good time. And then after that, we just kind of loosely kept in touch. And then when he started going on the road and COVID hit, Jake said, "Hey." <laughs> Let's all call each other once a week and <laughs> record ourselves. From my backyard. <laughs> yeah. And then uh, the podcast was born, and that's about yeah, it. I should mention, me and Tyler also hung out a few times after that lacrosse game, <laughs> between the two and a half years later when you decided to start a podcast. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> that's just how we met. And then this is, we definitely got a lot closer since the podcast started. Though. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Wouldn't know this guy from a hole in the wall if yeah. it wasn't for well, the Well, I mean, podcast. fuck, look at him. He's got blood. Yeah. <laughs> Who is this guy? <laughs> <laughs> and the gift that keeps on giving. Yeah, damn right. You never know what you're gonna get. The fucking mascot of the podcast. <laughs> <swear to> God. <laughs> oh, I love it. I'm glad oh, we got boy. to do that. Yeah. 
Anyway, yeah, yeah. So thanks for that question. That was a lot of fun. Yeah, reminded yeah, that me. That was of, awesome. Yeah, reminded me of a lot of good times. Yeah, that it did. Uh, speaking of good times, why don't we make another good time? Because it's time for, for Tyler's Tyler surprise headline. headline. It's Tyler's surprise headline. Oh yeah. All right. <laughs> <laughs> He's Wait, already we, laughing. We we all got to say it at the same time. You ready? Florida, Florida man. Florida man. <laughs> yeah. Go ahead. All right. A 25-year-old man is from, arrested. Where's he from? Florida. From Florida. <laughs> <laughs> it's Florida. After he turned in his dash cam into the cops to prove his innocence in a car accident. Okay. Okay. Wait. But yes. He so, was arrested? Yes. Because the cops started going through the footage on the dash cam. And he accidentally recorded himself robbing a store right before the accident. <laughs> what a genius. <laughs> yeah, and the funny thing is, is he robbed a, a Sally's beauty shop. Wait, like where you get like blow dryers and conditioner? And like hair products and stuff. The yeah. same place I got my uh, my hair dye. <laughs> <laughs> I really wish that we had like a video aspect of this. Yeah. It is really something. I'll send you guys something. Don't worry. Yeah. Oh, man. But, uh, yeah, real smart man over here. Accidentally filmed himself robbing a store and turned the tapes into the cop. <laughs> yeah, so what he did was when he pulled into the parking lot, he pulled right in to the store, and the dash cam was literally filming the store that he robbed. Mm -hmm. Like, And then he didn't think to delete that footage before <laughs> giving it the camera to the cops. Yep. I wonder how much, like, cam footage they had to comb through. You know, like, I wonder what else was on this. Probably a brand new camera. Just put it in that day. Yeah. Filmed himself robbing a store, got in an accident, and turned it into the cops. Yeah. <laughs> 20 minutes of footage. Exactly. They were like, oh, that was easy. <laughs> yeah. I wonder if they charged him for the fault of the accident, too, just because. Yeah. They're like, you know what? This guy was trying to get away. That. Man, that is... I think they probably watched the film and they're like, you know what? Toss him in the cell next to the guy that was stuck in the barbed wire <laughs> trying to <laughs> break into the prison. <laughs> they almost need to have like a central Florida man prison just for guys that do stuff so ridiculously stupid yeah. that it ends yeah. up on this show. <laughs> and then they can just tell each other stories. And I, I honestly, I would just be a visitor. I would go in there and be like, all right, who's got a story for me this week? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> visitor, you look like an inmate. <laughs> 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 yeah. All right, fair. They'd All be right, the ones fair. interviewing you. Yeah. <laughs> Florida man dyes his ginger hair blonde, leaves the beard, throws oh, on pit boy. vipers, and calls it a day. <laughs> no, and then goes to work at midnight <laughs> in Winnipeg. <laughs> oh, man. oh, Winnipeg man. <laughs> yeah. Oh boy. I, I think Winnipeg man probably is very similar to the whole Florida man thing. It's got to be up there. Yeah, we got to start looking for some, some Winnipeg stories. I'm going to start looking into it. All right. Well, you do that. Um, and why don't you do that this week sometime? Because that's going to wrap it up this week for uh, for our episode, I think. Awesome. Yeah, that was a good one. Yeah, I, I had fun. Yeah, it was a fun episode. I love talking about the deadline and, and, you know, working in some stories from around the NHL. Yeah. And just about our origin story. Yeah. That was kind of fun. Yeah, it was kind of fun to talk about that. 
anyways, if you want to get a hold of us, you can always get in touch with us at Vancouver Boys Podcast on Instagram. You can also find us using that same tag on TikTok, YouTube, and Twitch, but not Twitter. Oh, no. We are not on Twitter at Vancouver Boys Podcast. Again, we are not on Twitter at Vancouver Boys Podcast. What are we on Twitter? At Vancouver Boys underscore. And I couldn't imagine why. Well, I've told you why. <laughs> uh, but definitely also check out Van- at Vancouver Boys. Wow. <laughs> at Vancouver Boys underscore memes on Instagram because that is a thing now. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. It's a great account. Please go check them out. Yeah. And if you're listening, we're going to get you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We've got an account of our own. And uh, yeah. We'll start be- making memes about him. <laughs> yeah. The Van- <laughs> Vancouver Boys underscore memes memes. <laughs> no. Vancouver Boys underscore memes underscore memes. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, I think that'll do it for this one. Thanks so much for hanging out with us. See you on the next one. Peace. Come watch us on Twitch. Man, I forgot that one last week.